Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast. But obviously, it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. Listen, I'm not one to flog a dead horse, but I have just seen that the first song this week is Joel Corey and M&EK again. So, uh, M&EK, I really love that giant inflatable mermaid-themed paddling pool. Where did you get that from? Oh, wow, I'll have to check that out. Thanks very much. And now, prepare yourselves for two hours of mediocre entertainment that may be mildly entertaining at best from the Antichrist himself. It's comedy bronze at least, or your money back. Brought to you by an award-winning broadcaster. The award being a plastic trophy that's 10 centimeters tall that he got for doing well on a test in year eight. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. That's Lainey and you on Wizard Radio. I, I have to say it like that. It's got an exclamation mark in, so I'm, I'm also doing jazz hands. You! Woo! Before that, Joel Corey, m and and Head and Heart. It's Alec Feldman here on Wizard Radio. Afternoon, Saturday once again, which means it's my turn to have a play at the radio for a bit. Hanging out for the next couple of hours. Thank you so much for listening. Listen, I feel the need to issue a disclaimer at this point. I'm not actually here right now. I would imagine it's about a ten past three on Saturday. But um, for me, it's currently five past seven on Friday. 
because I'm pre-recording the show this week. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I wish I could be there. Consider this like an audio postcard. Wish you were here, or wish I was there, but I'm not, because I'm doing something very exciting. Not for you, uh, just exciting for me, I'll tell you about that in a bit. But... It's a good excuse, okay? Don't hate on me for not turning up to do the show live today because I have a good reason. I'm sure you will understand. I'll explain all in a bit. Right now, I'm probably... Let's see, 10 past 3. I'll be on on a train right now, I think. That's where I'll be. But right now, I'm also on the radio, so let's, let's focus on that bit instead. Coming up on the show this afternoon... So much stuff. If anything, you get you get more stuff than usual. So uh, no complaints, including my sofa, mosquito news. It is the tenth anniversary of something very special, and I'd say, uh, well, it's the tenth anniversary really of a a huge moment in British culture. I think I have more things to say about the song. WAP WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion all of that happening after 4 o'clock and in the next 50 minutes or so how about this Blackpool overachievers what I'm up to I mean right now and on the show as well we'll do a classic edition of what's going on and a 60 second guide as well but first here's what I've learned this week this week I learned Every day is a school day. That is the cliche. And I'll be honest, I think it's wrong. Because there have been seven days of my life, and I can think of at most three things that I've learned this week. Which means approximately every, I don't know, 1.67 days is a school day, something like that. Haven't fully done the math, but that sounds about right. And so here is what I have learned in the last seven days of my life. So you don't have to learn these these difficult lessons, all right? First up, this week I've learned Will Ferrell, great, great comedy actor, really shouldn't be allowed to, to write stuff. I watched that Eurovision film this week. I've forgotten what it's called. It's, you know, it's Eurovision something. And Will Ferrell stars in it. Will Ferrell also wrote it. And... I mean, it's still right. It's kind of it's fun. I'll give it that. It was a fun film to watch, but also so bad. Like good, but bad. It was bad. I just I didn't like it, but I did like. It. I can't I can't fully explain my feeling towards this film. I just think as a film, as a piece of cinema, it was not that good. Okay, don't hate me. It wasn't great. Will Ferrell, great actor, but maybe the more writing he does, I think the worse it is. So maybe just steer away from that. But next time Will Ferrell's like, I've had a great idea. I want to write a film. Just be like, I mean, if you if you're talking to him, well, I mean, how about how about you just you just act in the film because because you you know you're too busy to be writing the stuff as well. You know, just, just don't make you feel bad. Just steer him away from that. That is one thing I've learned this week. Also. Have you ever heard of geocaching? Because I haven't. It's quite a new concept to me. But a couple of my friends were doing it and they were telling me about it. And I thought it sounded really cool. So there are people who pick out, I don't know, particular places in the world for no apparent reason. They just do it. And they leave something in that place, like an object or a QR code or a note or a box. And then they put the coordinates online and other people then go to find 
that same object and maybe add something to it. Like, if it's a piece of paper, they'll add their name to the piece of paper. If it's a box, they'll put something in the box. And there's a whole community of people that do this online, and it's all over the world, and it sounds quite cool. And it's like a sort of a massive treasure hunt, but in real life. And I think that sounds really awesome. I kind of want to get involved. I think we might explore this further on the show at some point. But I've, I've learned about that this week, and I like it. It sounds kind of geeky, but quite cool at the same time. And finally, this week I've learned, this isn't necessarily applicable to anyone but me, but I like Thai food now. I didn't know whether or not I would, because I, I don't think I've ever been for a Thai as such. I've been to Wagamama, but is that is that Thai or is that just sort of Asian fusion? I think that's what they describe it as, isn't it? But I went to a Thai place this week. Thank you, Rishi Sunak, for my half-price meal. Appreciated. And it was so good. Oh my God. It was amazing. I'm a big fan now. Thai food, I like it. Would go again. Um, But again, like I said, you can't really learn that about yourself without trying Thai food. So maybe on this occasion, you should actually go and do that one yourself. Okay, let's get on with the show then. Taylor Swift is on the way. Avenue Beat. And now brand new Miley Cyrus, Midnight Sky, playing on Wizard Radio. Very nice. Miley Cyrus, Midnight Sky, it's Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. Hi. Thanks for hanging out. I'll play 24k Golden next. Listen, I mentioned a few minutes ago, this, is, this isn't this is live. It's on tape. It's pre-recorded. I mean, it's not a literal tape. I'm not here right now. I'm on a train instead at the current time, which is probably about 3.23-ish, I reckon. So here's the deal. Here is why I'm abandoning you this week. It's a very good reason. I hope you can allow me this one. So, you know, you know how there's like a, a pandemic going on, right? So, off I went in January to uni. Do you remember January? Simpler times. Went back off the Christmas holidays. And I said to my, my family, oh, I'll see you, see you in, in March. See you at Easter. Bye. And, and that, was, that was all fine. That was lovely. And then got this ridiculous opportunity that I, I don't really like to mention to go to the red carpet of the Brits to do some interviews. Like I said, you know, I don't like to talk about it. And... So I was like, oh, hey, family, mum, dad, sister, let's let's meet up. And so after I was finished on the red carpet, because I wasn't invited to the actual Brits because I'm not important or cool enough, I sat in a prezzo in King's Cross Station and had dinner with them. I spent an hour with them having dinner. There were loads of, like, train announcements going off. It was quite noisy, not the most relaxing eating experience of my life. And... So I had that fun out, and then off I went. I was like, okay, bye, bye, see you in, see you in March, see you at Easter, bye-bye, bye. And then, then a global pandemic happened, and it somewhat changed my plans a little bit. Uh, obviously couldn't really go home when the term of uni ended, because the whole country was in lockdown. And also, by the time the uni term officially ended, um, teaching had been cancelled for, for, like, weeks anyway. And so I was sort of stuck. What I did, I ended up in Manchester with some friends because I didn't want to be in Leeds by myself. Didn't want to go home in case I spread the disease to London and my family and all that stuff. So I spent some time in Manchester, then decided and got a bit of sort of worky, jobby stuff, sort of. Then decided I was going to stay here for at least a year because that's long, how long my housing contract is. So... Since I last saw my parents, I've completed uni, got a degree, moved city, and started renting a house in Manchester in the northwest of England. And all throughout that time, I haven't been back. 
uh, I could have done, I suppose, when lockdown started getting eased, but then I had bits and pieces of, like, work, job stuff that I was doing, like, six days a week, basically. So, couldn't do that then. And I've got some time off from my sort of weird, very flaky and insecure job this weekend. Involuntary time off, I might add. (laughs) And so, I am going home for the first time in seven months and I'm seeing my family for the first time in six months which is just ridiculous it's been such a long time and I've really missed them and it's been so weird like I had a birthday in lockdown didn't see them obviously moved city had to go to Leeds to get all my stuff and bring it over to Manchester normally my family would like help me out with that couldn't do that was just me on my own And now I get to see them again for the first time in kind of six, seven months. And I'm so excited. And I'm on the train right now going home to see them. I'll probably be on the tube by this point. And I just, I can't believe it. I'm going home. Actual home. I'm going to sleep in my own bed. In my own bedroom. Not sort of, I mean, this is my bedroom too. But it's not, it's not mine. You know, I didn't grow up there. It's not where I've slept since I was like three years old. So that's awesome. But I'm also a bit concerned i guess because i haven't been home in seven months and i i have i feel like i've sort of moved out i haven't properly properly moved out forever but at the moment i'm not gonna be living at home so like what will they have done to my room i'm a bit concerned will they have turned it into like i don't know a greenhouse with loads of plants or a second office or a a gym they better not have turned my room into a gym. If I show up and they've replaced my desk with, like, dumbbells and I go to lie down on my bed and actually it's one of those things where you, like, lift your legs up with weights, no, I will not be happy. I'll be fuming. So, I mean, what what if everything's changed? What if my house no longer feels like my house because I've been away for so long? They could ha- what, what, if, what if they've redecorated? What if they've moved house and they've just not told me? That, that sounds ridiculous. I genuinely had a friend who did um, like a year abroad from uni. And when they came back, their family had moved house. They did tell them, but they had moved house. It's just, I mean, I hope they still live where we always have, because otherwise I'm a bit screwed, aren't I? So I'm a bit concerned about what I am actually going home to, but very excited to go home, to see my parents, to see my sister, just to be back where I belong in northwest London and not the north as much as I love it. That's home, isn't it? And so I'm really excited. I'm going home to find out that my bedroom has probably been turned into an indoor aquarium. Can't wait. This is 24K Golden and Ian Dior Mood. It's Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, Saturday afternoon. That's 24K Golden, Ian Dior and Mood. I'm Alec Feldman. Thanks for hanging out this afternoon. Taylor Swift is on next. So it was GCC Results Week this week. Results day was on Thursday. Massive congrats to you if you got GCSE results this week. My sister is one of those people. She smashed it. Big up herself. A few nines, few eights, few sevens. All very impressive. I think they've handled this one a lot better than last week's fiasco with the A-level results where everybody got downgraded and they were really angry. And then everybody was really angry for a few days and all the unis were like, oh, sorry, you can't come. You didn't get the grades. And then then after all that, the government were like, oh, actually, no, we'll just use the teacher predictions because these are all rubbish. And the unis were all a bit like, ah, what do we do now? And the students were all like, ah, what do we do now? And it could all have been quite easily prevented if they'd just done that in the first place. But anyway... If you're listening to the show, it was about this time, I think, I was helping remark some people's exams. 
I just got a box and put all the grade letters in and I picked them out at random and that would be your new marks because it was no less accurate than what actually happened. So, so that's good. Well done if you've got the GCSEs you actually deserve this week and not the ones that some random algorithm made up. Good for you. Congratulations. But I will now make you feel, feel a bit worse about yourself because this made me feel a bit worse about myself. I also got results this year. I finished uni. I finished my degree. I got a 2-1, which is kind of quite average, I'd say. Most people get a 2-1, and that's the, like, respectable. It's like, well done. You've got a 2-1. Good for you. And so if you've never sort of been familiar with uni grading, this is how it works. The highest you can get is a first. Then it's a 2-1. Then it's a 2-2. Then it's a third. And so most people get 2-1s. If you're really smart, you get first. I read this week someone having a little brag on social media and they had got a double first. What's a double first? I'm sorry. I thought the highest you could get in uni is a first. What even is a double first? How can you how can you do that? I did not know this was a, a grade. It's like there's the highest one you can get, but then there's another one above that. What? Nobody told me. I mean, I know that was never really a realistic prospect for me, given the amount of time and attention I spent on my degree, but I didn't even know you could get a double first. I've never heard of anyone getting a double first in my life. And here it is, someone who has got a double first. What a little overachiever. Look at them with their their double first. I have two first, you know? Oh, you're first. You got a first, did you? Oh, oh yeah, well, I got, I got two of those, actually. I got a double first. What? Madness. Who knew that you could do this? I was wondering whether it was one of those situations where actually you can't get a double first, but this person was just so smart and so good that they were like, oh no, this this person, they're actually, actually really good. They're a bit too good for like our existing grades do we have to invent a new grade for them is that what we're gonna have to do and i think that might be what happened they were so good they were such an overachiever they literally invented a new grade just for them now i could just be all jealous and bitter here but i'm not gonna be because i i do have experience in this regard because when i was at, at primary school quite some time ago i was quite a good reader a pretty advanced reader for my age so were a couple of my friends and so you know how i don't know if other schools did it like this we had boxes of books there were different boxes of books and they were colored and as you got better at reading you would progress through the boxes of books from different colors and you'd eventually get to the highest color i can't remember what it was let's say it was it was red so if you were the strongest readers you would get to pick books out of the red box and it was you know a great achievement but me and, and my friends were, were quite smart. We were actually very advanced readers for our age. Yeah, I know. And so what the teachers ended up having to do, because we'd like read all of the books in the red box. And so they had to create a new box with new colours. They actually made a new level of reading just for us because we were that good. So we got to pick books out of the gold box i know the gold box we were just that good they literally had to create a new level of reading for us incredible and so i can sort of relate to this this person that's got a double first in their degree that they had to create literally for this person because they were that good 
Because, you know, I'm part of that club too. Yes, okay, I only got a 2-1 in my degree. But I did get to read books out of the gold box at school, didn't I? And I bet you didn't. Nah, 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 nah. Ha! <laughs> this is Taylor Swift and Cardigan. It's Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. Avenue Beat, Wizard Radio. That was F2020 before it. Taylor Swift and Cardigan. My name is Alec Feldman. Hello. Good afternoon. Snake Hips play soon with Jess Glynn. And Bieber Doobie's on before four o'clock. I'm going to give you a classic round of what's going on as well. Because I'm not actually here live this week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm kind of bunking off because I get to see my family for the first time in seven months. I'm going home. Yes. So, So give me this one. A few minutes ago, I was talking about overachievers. I read about someone who got a double first in their degree. Okay. Um, but I do know what that feels like because when I was in year three, I got to read books from the gold reading box at school. They had to create it especially for me and a few others because we were that good. So I know, I know the feeling of being a massive overachiever. All this is because I was mentioning this because it was GCSE results week this week. So... Many congrats if you got your GCSEs this week. Have a little celebration, I hope. And I was thinking, because it was GCSE results, I sort of want to, I guess, put myself through what a lot of you will have been going through over the last few months, which also probably feeds into my desire just to to look a bit smart, which I, I do quite like. I'm probably not. But anyway, and so I've had an idea. This is something I kind of wanted to do anyway, because during lockdown, after I'd finished my degree, I was a bit bored and I didn't have a lot to do. So I was like, oh, let's do this. Never got around to it. But I think I'm going to try and do this in the next week and get back to you. I've decided I am going to redo my maths GCSE. Now, I did quite well. I know GCSE grading has changed since I did mine, but I got an A star. I was pretty happy with that. I've never been amazing at maths, but by GCSE, I sort of, I got into it, you know. I'd worked out how to do the papers. I'd got the hang of it. So I got my A star in maths GCSE. Was very happy with that. It's been five years since I did my GCSEs. And I've decided I want to redo it. Just the maths one. Not all of them, because I, I don't hate myself that much. But I, just, I basically just want to see if I can still do it. Like, have I still got it? Can I still do GCSE level maths? I did. I reset one of the papers for fun the year after I took it, and I got the exact same score. So I'm not completely new to redoing exams for fun because I'm such a loser. But I haven't done it in a while now, and I haven't really done any kind of maths for a while now. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. So in the next week, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to redo all three of my GCSE maths papers. I think I'll do the exact same ones I did in 2015, which you might say that gives me an unfair advantage because I've already done them, but it was five years ago. I don't think I will remember much about them at all, so I don't think that will help. So I'm going to do that. I'll sit down, I'll time it and everything, and actually, I will I will actually give myself the correct amount of time this time round, because when I did one of my GCSE maths papers the first time round, my school made a mistake and cut the exam short 20 minutes early. So this time I will give myself the full time and I'll do these papers, you know, exam conditions. I won't look anything up. Might even try and get one of my family members to invigilate me because I'll be at home next week and I'll see how I get on and I will do the results for you. I might even get someone else to mark it for me so I can read the results live on the radio next week. I can open them up in an envelope, find out how well I did 
and you can all laugh at me for being a bit thick because I can't do GCSE maths anymore. So that is something to, to look forward to, I suppose. No, it's not. It is possibly one of the saddest things in the world. I'm voluntarily retaking my math GCSE papers for fun. But we roll with it. <laughs> we'll see how I get on next week and see how much my math ability has deteriorated in the last five years since I did it at school. Coming up next, I I had an interesting experience this week in a, a British seaside resort. More details after Snake Hips and Jess Glynn, as well as Boogie with a Hoodie and Davido. It's a lot of people. Life for you on Wizard Radio. I like that. Snake Hips and Jess Glynn, also on that track, a Boogie with the Hoodie. <laughs> I so can't say that with a straight face. And Davido, Life for you on Wizard Radio. My name is Alec Feldman. A very good afternoon to you. Coming up, Bieber Doobie and some what's going on as well. I did a really classic British touristy thing the other day. Decided that I wanted to go on an adventure. I have not been swimming for a very long time. I've not been to the seaside for even longer. And now I live in Manchester. The nearest coast to me... It's kind of northwest, a place called Blackpool. That's like the nearest seaside. Blackpool, if you're not from the UK and you've never heard of it, it's this like classic, stereotypical British seaside resort, basically. And so me and a friend of mine decided, a friend from my support bubble, by the way, just, just clarifying that, decided we were going to go and do a day trip to Blackpool. And we checked the weather, and BBC Weather said it was going to be really nice on Thursday. So we were like, yes, this is perfect. Let's do a spontaneous trip to Blackpool. Already the day didn't get off to a great start because it was going to be so hot. I was sort of taking my time, getting ready, putting on loads of sun cream. Meant that when we got to the bus stop, there was a long wait for a bus. Finally got on a bus, which was then really slow. Spent ages at all the stops and we didn't have long. And the train was at like 12.34 and at 12.20 we were still on the bus and it was like, ah, stress. But then we made it, it was fine. We got to the train, we got on the platform all was well and the train was kind of slightly uncomfortably busy and I know that's also our fault for also travelling but I don't know, I kind of wasn't expecting as many people to be on there as there were including this ridiculously annoying couple who sat in the seats sort of directly behind us that had a like do not sit here sign on not wearing masks what are you doing like no please don't breathe all over me thank you very much and then we arrive in Blackpool and <laughs> Wow, it was it was quite the experience. I wasn't prepared really for what it was going to be like. Uh, the sort of the seaside resort in the UK that I've been to more than any other, possibly more than all the others put together, is Brighton. I've spent so much time in Brighton on the south coast. Love it so much. And so, in contrast, Blackpool was was very different. It was a bit of a culture shock, I've got to say. It. It kind of felt like, and I don't want to insult anybody in Blackpool who might be listening right now as a sort of a southern guy coming up to the north and trashing your town. That's not what this is about. It did feel a bit more dated compared to Brighton. Just stuff like all the shop fronts kind of looked like they hadn't really been changed in in some time and all the like games arcades and (laughs) that kind of stuff it was very different very different i liked it i thought it was great this isn't me insulting it i was like wow this is amazing this is wonderful but it was just very different to what i'm used to but here was the the weird thing 
the beach in Blackpool, Blackpool, the seaside town, the beach was closed. They had closed the entire beach because the tide was in so far that there literally wasn't any beach. So they just blocked you off from getting there. They like closed all the steps down. So we couldn't actually go on the beach in Blackpool. Not that we would really have wanted to because despite the weather forecast and despite me dressing as if I was maybe going on holiday in Italy or something, it was actually quite cold and grey all day. It just wasn't hot at all. And there I was in like shorts and a t-shirt, loads of sun cream with a hat, no jacket, no hoodie, no nothing. And I was actually a bit chilly and did not fancy going in the sea even if we could have done. So really it was quite quite anticlimactic. We didn't actually get to go on the beach really. Later in the day once the tide had gone out, we did walk down. We walked for what felt like forever down to like the next town along from Blackpool because it was way quieter. Called Lytham St Anne's, which is a place I went on holiday when I was 12 years old. And it's weird because I feel like places you go on holiday when you're a child, they sort of... It's like they exist in this weird parallel sealed universe in like a bubble and... So it's weird going back there and being like, oh wait, this is actually a real place that I can revisit and like seeing how it was exactly the same as it was nine years ago was kind of weird and cool. And be like, wow, I actually remember this. And we had a wander around there and had some ice cream and then came back to Manchester again, back to civilization. And so it was all in all quite an underwhelming day at the beach. Didn't actually get to go on a beach, didn't get to go in the sea and was quite cold all day, so a slight disappointment there. Right, next on the show, we'll do What's Going On after Biba Doobie and Care. This is Wizard Radio. That was Biba Doobie and Care. And what I thought we'd do today is relive a classic edition of the game What's Going On. This is, in fact, the first time we ever played it, which was a long time ago now. It was in, like, December last year. And because this is a classic edition of what's going on, my (laughs) voice quality will be noticeably worse in what you're about to hear, just in case you get confused. So, I'm going to play you a clip of something. Obviously, it's just audio. You won't be able to see the video that goes with it. And basically, I just want you to try and work out, based on this audio clip, what's going on? What's happening? What is the clip of... Because it's quite confusing. Um, I didn't come up with this game just because I was like, well, this is a fun game to do. I saw an amazing video on the internet. And I was like, hmm, what can I do with this? And then What's Going On was born. Because this clip is just utterly ridiculous. The video is ridiculous. The audio is ridiculous. And if you separate them, I feel like it somehow becomes even more ridiculous. And I don't think... I don't think you'd ever guess necessarily what's going on. But the way I like to think of it, it's not about what's actually happening. It's about what you think is happening. It's about your imagination run wild. It's about your most creative, best, weirdest, funnest guesses. And so that's that's how it works, basically. I'm going to play you a clip. I just kind of want you to try and work out what's going on. So let's hear this clip. I'll give it to you a couple of times. Here's your first listen. Are you ready to make some noise? <laughs> so
must just sound like utter carnage already. Before you've even had a chance to think about what it might be, you can just tell. It's it's something ridiculous and weird. And so before I play it to again, I've just got, I guess, a few points, a few pointers, a few things for you to pay attention to, a few things for you to think about, questions to answer, I guess, about what you just heard. It's like a comprehension, this. I mean, obviously, there's, there's the key question, what's going on? But there's also some supplementary questions. What's the countdown at the beginning for? What has somebody got when he's like, oh, someone's got one? What is, what, what's he on about? What was fast? You know, so many questions that this raises. So this is what I would like you to have a go at trying to work out on what's going on. I'll play you the clip again now. I'll have a listen to this and maybe think about, you know, what's the countdown? What's somebody got? What was fast? Have a listen. Are you ready to make some noise? So there you go, 33 seconds of chaos. Have to think about what you reckon is going on there and then send me a message, 07807 183 538 is the text number. You can tweet me at Wizard Radio, you can send me an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. What do you think is going on? Have a think. He's counting down to something at the beginning of that clip. What is he counting down to? When he's like, someone's got one. What, what have they got? What was fast? When he's like, oh, that was really fast. All the questions that need to be answered, I do know the answer, and I will tell you, and it will be brilliant, but I want to hear your own interpretations of this as well. What do you think is happening in that clip you've just heard? Send me a message, I'll read some out very soon. Also on the way, I'll play you Dua Lipa and Easy Life right now, four o'clock, let's get the news. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. I think that's really great. Easy Life and Nightmares on Wizard Radio before that Dua Lipa and Hallucinate. It's Alec Feldman. Hi, 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 hi. Thanks for listening. I'm playing you that Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion song next. Now, we need to discuss this more. I talked about this last week. I was sort of fascinated by it. I just, I, I wasn't sure what what WAP actually stood for. So, you know, I just wanted to, to find out. So what I did, I just called some of my friends at random and asked them. Hello. Sam. Yeah. What does WAP stand for? WAP. WAP. Isn't it to do with wireless? Like a... Um, network. I suppose that that sort of makes sense. So the Cardi B song WAP, she's talking about wireless networks. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not wrong to have an interest in wireless networks. Hello, Isaac. Yeah. What does WAP stand for? Well, I once had an ex that wasn't very nice, and she described me as wiggly and puny. So. Maybe it's that. It makes complete sense. No problem. Um, at any time. Yeah, that was that was it. Really, just wanted to know what that stood for. Okay, bye bye. Hello, Vicky. Hello. Important question. 
Yes. What does WAP stand for? Uh, oh, this is that Cardi B song, isn't it? Wow. So, I think if you want to know what Cardi B is trying to tell us, we should consider who is Cardi B. She's a woman, she's a feminist, she loves female empowerment. What do all women love? Wine and pesto. Genius. And so the line, extra large and extra hard, she's talking about the portion size and the type of cheese. Yeah, the parmesan, strong. Of, oh, this makes so much sense now. My curiosity is satisfied. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I did actually see that uh, another rival radio station did a very similar thing this week. And I'm, I'm not saying they stole it. No, definitely not saying that. Just quite pleased to, you know, be creatively ahead of the curve. You're welcome. Right, so uh, now I know what it stands for. It's wine and pesto, which is which is good. That is progress. But I was having a few listens to it this week, and something else hit me. I don't know how much attention you've paid to the lyrics of this song. Um, the, the thing is, the version we play on Wizard Radio is obviously uh, the, the radio-censored version. So there's, there's quite a lot missing. Um, but there is some words left in, and some of the words that have been left in are these ones. I don't cook, I don't clean, but let Aye. me tell you, I got Aye. this ring. She says, I don't cook, I don't clean, but let me tell you how I got this ring. Rhyming clean with ring, which is a bit a bit weird. Clean, re <laughs> it maybe doesn't work in my accent. And I was like, I don't cook, I don't clean. I don't cook, I don't clean. Why does that sound so familiar to me? And I was trying to work out where I'd heard something really similar before. And my brain, as it often is, was thinking about 1990s films starring Robin Williams. And it brought me to a really well-loved film, I think, by so many generations with Robin Williams. I love it. I genuinely think this film is such a joy. You've probably seen it. If you haven't, you should. Mrs. Doubtfire, in which Robin Williams plays the part of a divorced father of three, playing the part of an elderly woman who's from Scotland who looks after his own kids as like a nanny. It's it's quite messy, but it's a wonderful, wonderful film. And there is a scene in this film where they're interviewing potential nannies and they get this quite negative woman who applies for the job. I don't do laundry, I don't do windows, I don't do carpets, I don't do bathtubs, I don't do toilets, and I don't do diapers. Well, I don't do washing, I don't do basements, I don't do dinners, I don't do reading. So she reels off a whole list of things there that she, she doesn't do. She doesn't do laundry, she doesn't do bathtubs, she doesn't do ovens, and she does not do reading. Which makes her quite similar to Cardi B, really. I don't cook, I don't clean, but let I, me tell you how that so what if, using my amazing DJ talents, I were to remix the song WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion to feature a nanny from the film Mrs. Doubtfire? You know I've done it. I don't do washing. Let me tell you, I got this ring. I don't do laundry. I don't do windows. I don't do carpets. I don't do bathtubs. I don't do toilets. And I don't do diapers. Well, I don't do washing. I don't do basements. I don't do dinners. I don't do reading. What do you think? She spits bars, right? 
So let's let's hear it in full. The Cardi B, Megan The Stallion, Mrs. Doubtfire remix of WAP. You're hearing it on Wizard Radio. Cardi B, Megan The Stallion, and WAP. It's Wizard Radio, and I'm Alec Feldman, radio presenter and DJ. Oh yes, I made that remix. Hire me for all the the gigs that aren't happening at the moment. Right. Moving on from WAP to a huge event of great cultural significance, because yesterday it was the 10th anniversary of something huge, massive, something that shook the nation, something that changed the world. Okay, maybe it didn't change the world, but it certainly made the front pages of the tabloid newspapers for a few days back in 2010. It was August. August famous in the news world for just being a bit quiet because, like, politics isn't really happening in August. And so they kind of struggle for news a little bit. And that might be why this story blew up as much as it did. So, 10 years ago, yesterday, on the 21st of August 2010, a woman made a decision that would change things forever. That woman was called Mary Bale. Now she was she was just walking down a quiet residential street, going about her business, when she saw a cat. The cat was sat on top of a wheelie bin. And so what she did was grabbed that cat, opened the lid of the bin, put the cat in the bin, and then walked off. That's right, it is ten years since that woman put a cat in a wheelie bin. Happy ten years since that awful incident um i did try i tried really hard to get the cat on the show uh i think it might be dead now not because it got put in the bin just because i don't think cats live that long and it was 10 years ago i tried to get mary bale on the show uh, didn't get a reply shockingly so we'll just have to to talk about it ourselves without the cat or mary bale Now, Mary Bale might possibly have been one of the first people ever to experience a pile-on because the owners of this cat, they rescued it from the bin after 15 hours, put a video of it happening on YouTube and just blew up. And there were loads of comments, loads of people being like, oh my God, this person is horrible. I remember in 2010 being in WH Smith in the Harlequin Centre in Watford. And then I was buying some stationery. I was about to start secondary school, so I bought all my pencils and pens and stuff. And I was just having a look at the front of, like, the tabloid papers. And they were all about this woman who'd put the cat in the bin. The videos of it on YouTube have tens of thousands of views. I just want to read some of the comments to you. They include, What's an unusual thing to do? Uh, Legend says, That cat's still in the bin. I thought this was absolutely horrible, but I showed this video to my dog, and he thought it's hilarious. And, ha 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 ha, that's so random. And this, this had actual consequences. Like, she got caught. She ended up in court. She had to pay, I think, a £250 fine in the end for causing unnecessary suffering to an animal. But this is my favourite thing I read in an article about it. When she was done in court and she was leaving, she was going home, loads of people gathered outside the court as, like, spectators. And one person just shouted, I love you, cat lady! Cat lady, you are my hero. And 
<laughs> that just broke me. What a, what a phrase. <laughs> she became cat lady and someone loves her. Someone looks up to her. Someone is their hero. I just think we should be grateful that this didn't sort of trigger a wave of copycat, no pun intended, stunts across the UK of cats ending up in wheelie bins because apparently she was someone's hero. So it's a good thing that that didn't happen. It would have been really bad for, for cats. And that was 10 years ago. And so I just thought we should mark this occasion in an appropriate way. So cat lady, I love you. You are my hero. Happy 10 years since you put a cat in a wheelie bin. It will follow you around for the rest of your life. And we will always remember. So a toast, I think, to Mary Bale, a.k.a. Cat Lady. Have a drink of some water or something if you want. To Cat Lady. And now, this is Claudia Valentina and Obsessed. It's Wizard Radio. Claudia Valentina and Obsessed on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman. And now it is time for Mosquito News. I have some big mosquito news for you. You know mosquitoes? Those little things that seem to come into your room on really hot nights and they kind of they make a really high-pitched whine they're like that's, that's all you hear you hear it go past your ear in the dark it's like and they bite you in your sleep and they create an annoying little itch rashy bit where they're bitting you but obviously in some countries they also carry diseases i mean they they've done awful things in Lots of areas in Africa, for example, where they pass on malaria. They can also pass on Zika. Mosquitoes are a menace. There is no doubt about it. And some scientists have tried to rectify this. They've made a genetically modified breed of mosquito, which essentially doesn't carry any diseases, but also basically breeds with female mosquitoes, but then kills them off so that they can't bite people and spread those diseases. Which sounds like a good thing, but a lot of people are a bit concerned because they've made these genetically modified mosquitoes. Guess how many they are going to release? 750 million. 750 million genetically modified mutant mosquitoes are going to be released in Florida over the next two years. 750 million, that's mad. I can't count that high. Like, one, two, three, four, five, 750 million. No, I can't. Can't do it. (laughs) That's an insane amount of mosquitoes. They must have in a lab right now. I mean, maybe not 750 million, but millions of mosquitoes just sitting in the lab now waiting to be released that's that's actually crazy that is madness how many of these mosquitoes there are and one day the time will be right and they'll they'll get to release them imagine that i would love to be the person whose job it is to say like release the mosquitoes and they open up a big door and they all come swarming out and biting everyone and then everyone's like oh no how we didn't see this coming oh oh no ah help um, that would be awesome, but also kind of scary. There are people, especially like environmental activists, who are kind of concerned about releasing millions and millions of genetically modified mosquitoes just in case it kind of it goes a bit wrong. People are comparing it to Jurassic Park 
and saying, oh, like, what if, what if the mosquitoes turn? What if they become super strong? What if they become giant? What if they become resistant to, like, anti-pest things? All, all valid concerns. And so I just wanted to warn you before this happens that there are now going to be hundreds of millions, nearly a billion, three quarters of a billion genetically modified mosquitoes released in Florida. And who knows what could happen? They could go feral. They could go crazy. They could go completely off the rails and then start, I don't know, becoming giant pesticide-resistant biting machines who turn on their human creators and try and destroy all of humanity. 750 million, that's insane. So, I just wanted to warn you about that. Good luck, everybody. Let's see what happens. Fingers crossed the planet does not get overrun by angry and super strong genetically modified mosquitoes. Right, it is time for Becky Hill. Her new song with Sigala is really good called Heaven on My Mind. And so what I've done, as I like to do every week, is done some research. I always like to be knowledgeable about the music I play. I've looked up some facts and I've condensed them for you into 60 seconds. It's all real. I wouldn't lie to you or make things up. So this is all completely factually accurate, verified information. It's my 60 second guide to Becky Hill. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. People have wondered for years whether Becky Hill is actually Becky with the good hair of Beyonce fame. Could it be that Jay-Z allegedly had an affair with the singer of hits such as Better Off Without You, Wish You Well and Gecko, Overdrive? It's strongly believed the answer is yes, and Becky Hill is, in fact, Becky with the good hair. What evidence do I have to support this? Well, I've been in touch with Becky's hairdresser, who has asked to remain anonymous. She works at Chop Shop in Wolverhampton, where Becky's from, and she told me that Becky Hill's hair was, and I quote, good. Therefore, this is conclusive evidence that Becky Hill is actually Becky with the good hair, and Jay-Z may have cheated on Beyonce with her. That said, the clues were hiding in plain sight. She was obviously wishing Jay-Z well, whilst recognising that she is better off without him. See, once you put two and two together, it is impossible not to realise that she is the target of Beyonce's wrath. And that is Becky Hill with the good hair in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays, 3 till 5. You've got Wizard Radio on. Thank you so much for listening. It's Alec Feldman here. And that was Ronnie Watson's Sad Summer. Before it, Becky Hill, Cigar, Heaven on My Mind. Mars Mikulski is here very soon. First, though, here is a little, a little update from my life. I am living the dream right now. So here I am in Manchester, although currently on my way home. And I've moved into a flat that I'm renting for a year with a couple of pals. And I am, honestly, I'm living the dream. I really am. This was reinforced um, very strongly this week by my sofa. Let me tell you about my sofa. It's grey. It's quite wide. It looks like it's seen better days. It it looks like a bit of a, a casting couch, if you know what I mean. So that's that's my sofa. And, you know, it's, it's all right. It's fine. It's moderately comfy. I've sat on it to, to watch The Simpsons. That's, that's kind of it and I I got in one day and I looked at the couch and I saw something I'd never noticed before and I was like oh, that's kind of kind of weird it looked like there was like a white kind of stain on one of the arms and I was like did I just not notice that before is that new what's going on but I didn't really think much about it and then I just kind of let it be for a few days but it looked like this white patch on the sofa was kind of growing 
it was expanding it was taking up more of the sofa and i was trying to work out what on earth was going on why was this white patch just expanding throughout my sofa what was it so i i gave it a, a little closer look i got in and i had a sniff and i realized that it was quite fluffy and it smelled a bit bad and basically this sofa is going moldy what what <laughs> how how is the sofa going moldy it, it's disgusting it is actually disgusting it's grown even more now it's oh man i feel a bit ill just thinking about it my sofa is going moldy no genuinely don't feel right just talking about it and i messaged my landlord about this my landlord you may remember who is a bit scatterbrained forgot a viewing once and called me up when we were supposed to first look at the house and called me up and just like, oh, Alec, Alec, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, sorry, oh, Alec, 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 oh, I'm so sorry. And just kept saying my name and sorry. Um, and then sent a gif of SpongeBob to show how sorry she was. <laughs> so she's a, an interesting woman. And so she said, oh, have you been drying clothes in the, the TV room? You haven't, have you? And I was like, uh, well, I, actually, I, I kind of have because the the tumble dryer is not working and I can't really dry them outside because it's Manchester it rains all the time so apparently I can't believe this is true because I live in a basement the ventilation is not great so when I dried clothes in the living room the moisture from that has led to the sofa actually going moldy it's literally growing mold it's fluffy it's white it smells bad what on earth how is this happening I genuinely am baffled by this but apparently true according to her so i don't know if it's going to get saucy because i don't really want to live with a moldy sofa all year i have not sat on it since i realized it was going moldy no thank you so uh, there you go i am living the dream my sofa is going moldy right i want to get a song on now that i am a massive fan of it's new clean bandit with mabel and 24k golden it's called tiktok but i don't think it's about the app it's just a coincidence Get your ears around this. It's amazing. Playing right now on Wizard Radio. Yeah. Mars Mikulski is on in about 10 minutes' time. First, though, let's get back to our classic game of what's going on, on, on. I played you a clip earlier. Um, I'll play it to you again in a second. Of lots of noises. It was 33 seconds. And it was just kind of chaos. And I just wanted you to... To try and have a guess at what might be happening because I don't think it can be, but I would like to hear interpretations of that. Uh, I've got a message from Isabella here. I think, actually, before I read this message, let's hear the clip again. Are you ready to make some noise? <laughs> <laughs> so far, And I wanted you to work out what on earth is going on. Isabella says, I think the people in the video are trying to find Easter eggs, but in a really tiny covered area, which is why the man at the end said that one of them had gone outside because the inside space is actually really small and it happens so quickly against the clock because the space to find the eggs is also really small. 
That's literally the only thing I think it could be. I enjoyed that. I like that guest. It does kind of work. Um, I'm going to say, when you say Easter eggs, you're not a million miles away, actually. But um, it's not, not quite how you imagined it, although I do like that image of the world's smallest Easter egg hunt, where they're just in the little box. <laughs> and there's like, I don't know, four corners. And there's just an egg somewhere. Alex has been on. Are there four people trying to pop balloons to get to something inside the balloons? I know we can't hear balloons in the video, but I think that's because the music in the background is so loud. Perhaps the thing in the balloons is the clue to the gender of the baby that the people popping the balloons are having, which, which is why one of the couples go outside to celebrate. It's not a very elaborate gender reveal party, no. A totally chaotic, shambolic gender reveal. It's not that. That's quite a funny suggestion. Although you do kind of point out the flaw in your own suggestion, which is that you can't actually hear any balloons being popped. So fair to say, it's it's good, but it's not quite there. I think at the moment Isabella was closer actually. Beth, I think the video is set in a room with a row of girls and a row of guys on either side of each other. When the countdown starts, the girls and the guys need to try and match and couple up with the person they think is the most compatible, based entirely on looks. A bit like Love Island, but in 10 seconds instead of 6 weeks, the guy announcing it is surprised because people coupled up so quickly, one of the people got it because they got the right coupling. Something like that. No, it's not a really elaborate real-life form of Tinder. But again, that sounds like an incredible concept for maybe a TV show. Like, speed dating, but really, really rapid speed dating. Fast speed dating. Great suggestion, Beth. I think that's a great idea. It's not that. And also, Benny's been on. I think the people in the video are doing a challenge where they need to climb up a rope in order to claim a prize, which is at the top of the rope. The ropes, you know, the kind they have at the school gym, maybe. But the ropes attach to the ceiling. So when the guy says one of the girls is outside, he actually means she's on the roof. Anyway, there's a counter and they need to climb up to find a prize and they do it much faster than anybody initially expected. How would you get on the roof by climbing the rope? Is there a hole in the ceiling in this, this school gym? Have there been particularly bad budget cuts maybe? But it's just kind of leaking through the roof. No, none of them correct. You all got the general idea, obviously, that it's something. But you can work out what. Is it I was talking about Easter eggs in her message? And it wasn't about Easter eggs, necessarily. It was about chickens. Because was that there were people in a chicken enclosure. There chickens that were released. And lots of people in this chicken enclosure. Competition was to be one of the people to catch the chicken in the chicken enclosure. There's loads of people and there are obviously only four chickens. You ask, well, if you catch the chicken, you get to keep the chicken. The prize is the chicken, and you have to catch it. How amazing is that? I wish I could give away a chicken on the radio, but sadly not. Right, that is the end of the show for this week. But catch me again on Friday for the weekly mixtape. And on Saturday, again, 3 till 5, we'll hang out, do it all again. It'll be fun. Thanks for listening today. Mars Mikulski is coming up next. First, I'll play you this from Evie Irie, Little More Love. Have a nice week. Download the podcast. Thanks. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. It is-
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.